Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome, everyone. This is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. Thank you so much for joining me for this new month of the new year, 2019. In this particular month, I'm sharing the full short story of my new era, basing, um, highlighting the Harlem Renaissance. And this particular story, of course, is called Mahogany. I I introduced this short story last summer, my summer break, 2018. This marks the last week. (laughs) And the last uh, short uh, story part of Mahogany. Now, will I continue it on? I probably will because I really liked it. (laughs) I really love it. And I wrote this back when I was writing for Sweet 101, I was a commonist for I was a commonist, uh, the commonist for Sweet101.com for the Harlem Renaissance. So this is during the time right where the um, different things was going on um, around the country, particularly in the North, particularly in in New York, and of course we're talking about Harlem. So all of those artists that came came up from the arts music entertainment also social movement to wd boys and his movement creating different protocols that educated society of the talent that continued to to grow over time in the african-american community and those patrons that supported it were not part of the african-american communities but other ethnic backgrounds from europe different parts of the united states and they helped, um, you know, finance it and helped the resources to be invested in these artists that otherwise didn't have the means to explore their talent and produce what we call now the Renaissance because it was so many different aspects of creativity. So it widespread and it just ranged from politics to the arts, you know, into that realm and continued on in different uh, avenues but but this particular family focusing on in the Harlem Harlem Renaissance and we have these characters a family going through the struggle of dealing with the social injustice but also the rise of having a way out having a way to not be separated in a society based on what someone looks like on the outside but what they are able to do from the inside and bring forth this creativity so we have this character her name is Jules we also have her family as well dealing with the change of 
being included but in a way that you still have that that pass of separation based on the differences of what the person looked like but in this particular short story I, I do highlight that of course because that's what the reality was but mainly I'm talking and focusing on you know the human relationship with one another how we can learn from our differences and learn from the choices that we make and that way it can inspire us to know at the end of the day we are all humans and we have to learn to live together in a peaceful environment even though sometimes it could be a struggle so anyhow let's go ahead and get focused with this one to wrap up my focus on my uh, mahogany story i hope you enjoyed it please share it if you <laughs> if you like it please download my app nichelle anderson short stories and beyond it is on apple it's, it's it's in the apple store and it's on google play so and please share it with uh, someone please rate it a five if you like it come on help me out there and let's go ahead and get started with this short story okay all right so let's begin for this week for my podcast show nichelle anderson short stories and beyond and this particular episode is entitled mahogany this will be mahogany bonus six for 2019 Opening scene. Three days later, in Atlanta, Georgia, it was Jules. She said nothing as she walked into her assigned room of the boarding house. She felt the need, though, to clutch her handbag since leaving Harlem. She needed to claim something of her own. She refused to accept this would be her living quarters. She clutched her handbag even more tighter as she looked around. The room had the scent of cherries and the sour smell of lemons. She saw a nearby white bedspread on the bed filled with pink strings around the decorated white pillows. Beside the bed was a round table with a white lace tablecloth on top and a pitcher filled with lemonade with floating cherries with such fullness of life. She didn't feel like exploring why the two extremes were even thought of to be mixed together. There were also two matching glasses next to the pitcher of lemonade that it seemed to me that it was singing to her to pour a glass. She instead rolled her eyes in protest for she was not to settle down and be comfortable. She then noticed the only brown rug in the middle of the room seemed to urge her to walk on it. She did clutching her handbag, still refusing to let this room, this house, this city, to embrace her as her new home. A hand-painted picture, a hand-painted picture of an unfamiliar black woman was on the opposite wall of the only window. She trailed the lines on her face as a cool breeze came in that seemed to wipe the forming tears away from her eyes. She slowly walked over to the window. She could hear someone talking with a northern accent coming from the streets that only made her miss Harlem even more. She saw Josie carrying on a conversation with the tall black man as two others were gathering her belongings from the back of the car. She wanted to scream, but she was too tired to speak, too tired to continue to cry, too darn tired of being told what to do. 
the memory of Josie calling after her to go ahead and wash up. Go ahead, child, she remembered when she stepped out the car and looked up at the house and then came down to meet everybody else. Go ahead, child. Make yourself at home, Jules remembered. She clenched her handbag, for she wanted to hit something with it. She managed to release a breath of air of frustration instead. But the need to scream continued on, begging her for freedom. She noticed the street. She noticed the street down below as a wide dirt road separating the several sim similar houses like Josie's. They all had that old musty gray theme with some providing a contrasting color to give some distant appearances amongst them. Trees were everywhere as well as flowers blooming in their front yard. She could feel her heart race for missing the smell of Harlem even more. The nightlife experience had an aroma of sweet roses that sent a warm electric explosion through her mind and her spirit and soul, in which the aroma evaporated from her pores and returned to embrace her with the remembrance of moments of loving, living in Harlem. She let out a hard breath, for she didn't want to leave this room, only if it was for her to go back home to Harlem. Meanwhile, back in New York City, in Mahogany, Bill Sands, as he stood in front of his closest associates, they were waiting for a response to their question. We will rearrange our previous plans as such. Ricky, you can stay here at Mahogany, in one of the upstairs spare rooms. Larry, your wife and children can move in with me and my wife's brownstone. This should help in keeping you both in a low profile status, at least for now. Me and Johnny with the 3rd District Committee will attend the conference in Chicago on the 4th of the next month with the previous stated plans of our last meeting. They all seemed to agree, for everyone nodded their heads. We should proceed to inform the others as soon as possible of the new plans for the proposed mission. He eyed Tony, who nodded as he, as he quickly finished writing the meeting notes before leaving Bill Sands' office. I think we might need to talk to Harry, who wants the conference in Chicago, Larry said. Yes, I agreed, and we should, Bill confirmed. Mr. Sands, someone is downstairs. Demanded to talk to you, Bobby said, looking awkward in the doorway. Let Miss Sands handle. No, she is already down there, and they are still demanding for you. Bill arched his left eyebrow before looking at his associates. I will return, gentlemen, he said, before leaving the room as the committee members returned to their conversation. On the other side of town in Harlem, in front of the Harlem Painters Institute, we find Will, Bill and Bertha's son. Will had a smile the size of New York City on his face. He couldn't believe he would be starting out in the atmosphere with so many opportunities. His love for art could be traced back since he was a child 
Will gathered his remaining belongings out of Cote's car. Will left some luggage and art at his parents' home, back in Mahogany. The thoughts of an exciting year continued to dance in his head when a male voice interrupted Will's groove. <laughs> Will turned around with some of his large canvas drawings in one hand and a luggage bag in the other. He saw a tall, deep brown-skinned man with matching Oprah eyes who was wearing the most awesome dark blue suit. Is this yours? He asked, holding a piece of paper that had Will's drawing on it. Yes, uh, I must have dropped it when I went up to my room a moment ago. Thanks. No problem. So you are a student here as well? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. My name is Will Sands. I'm a student also. And I'm very suit. And being in Harlem, I can't complain. My name is Joshua Waters. I'm from Chicago. Will set down his luggage, and the two black men outreached their hands to shake. Hey, I'm not going to stay all day, female voice came from behind Joshua, which prevented Will from seeing her. Finally, Joshua turned around, exposing this. Will nodded. Hello, ma'am. She smiled, but quickly turned around. But I want you to meet a new student, Will Sands. Will, this is one of my dear childhood friends. We are so close. We are like brothers and sisters. Rachel Jones? Rachel Noel? Please meet Will Sands. Hi, she said. So where are you from? Harlem. Insane. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to die or any die. Quote to die at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.